recording. We are recording. We are recording. We are recording. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie and Marcus here. Hello, hello. We are excited to be here today. Yes, we are Chef on a Mission Radio. Eat, learn, live. Absolutely. Our goal is to... Eat, <laughs> learn, and live. <laughs> no, our goal is to educate. Our goal is to share information that is super important to us with everybody that's listening to us. To inspire so. people to eat better, make better choices, and um, even drop in some great business entrepreneurial advice. Absolutely. That we've learned in our 17 years in business in the restaurant industry. So that is our goal as well. I've written a couple books about business. So we just want to add value to your, to your life. And uh, this is all possible because we own a small restaurant in upstate New York called Aroma Time Bistro since 2003, serving farm-to-table cuisine, specializing in relationship to table, as we like to call it. Absolutely. And uh, Jamie, a little bit more about the restaurant. We are one hour, uh, sorry, 90 minutes north of New York City in a in a small little town called Ellenville, 165 Canal Street, Ellenville, New York. And uh, we pride ourselves on all the ingredients that we bring into the restaurant. And um, we know where our salt is coming from, we know where our sugar is coming from, and we even pride ourselves, uh, which most restaurants don't do, behind the bar as well. Yep. So we pride ourselves on wine, spirits, and um, wine, spirits, and beer as well, coming from small independents and uh, supporting uh, small independent families. So. Yep, absolutely. So. Um, all right, Jamie. So, what are we going to talk about first? We've got so many things always to talk about. Oh my goodness, so uh, many things. So, we had gone to a. Do you want which one do you want to talk about first today? Let's talk about spirulina. Absolutely. Let's talk about spirulina. If you're watching the video here, because we stream this on video too, spirulina. I'm holding it up in the camera right now. Spirulina is an amazing. So is chlorella. Chlorella and spirulina are two amazing supplements. Uh, that you can take uh, for a lot of different things. Right now we're in the height of, well, I don't know if it's in the height of it, but we're in the fear of the coronavirus and the flu and things like that. So I found this article on spirulina the other day, how it boosts our immune system. You wanna just um, take some little excerpts out of that, Jamie, about that article that we, that we found? Absolutely, so spirulina is found to boost the body's type one interferon response to fight RNA viral infections, including the coronavirus. Um, and of course the flu as well, I think we've read that before many times. So new yeah. science finds this. New um, science finds, so yeah, so I mean, so what, what exactly is spirulina? I mean, spirulina or corella, what, these what are, is it? I'm, these, I'm, are okay. these are algaes. Okay. These are algaes, phytoplankton's algaes. When you buy chlorella, you want broken, broken cell chlorella so your body can absorb it. These these are things that are found. They're um, superfoods, They're right? superfoods. Super superfoods meaning. Green superfoods. A food that is so loaded with nutrients that it is a super nutrient dense food. So it keeps your immune system up is what it's supposed to do. It's supposed keep to help system, keep your immune system up. Provide good protein, good minerals, all kinds of good things all around. Detoxifiers, so like chlorella 
has been known to be a very powerful detoxer. We've talked about it, detoxing mercury in your body and things like that. Uh, just all around, it should just be, they sh we take them for maintenance is what we do. Right. We take We're always, them, we take it every day. We take it We've been doing that for a yes, while. Yes. So anyway, let me le uh, read a little bit um, of this ep excerpt. Um, article from Natural News um, about um, spirulina. So a new study published in the Progress in Cardiovascular Disease on um, uh, reveals that spirulina may have tremendous potential to boost the body's type 1 interferon response in fighting RNA viral infections. While no substitute has yet been proven to treat or prevent coronavirus infections, many new candidates are emerging from the world of um, I, this nutraceuticals. Word, nutraceuticals, sorry. In fact, the title for this study is Nutraceuticals Have Potential for Boosting the Type 1 Interferon Response to RNA Viruses, Including um, the Flu and uh, Coronavirus. Several nutraceuticals are named in this study, so you can actually go to Nature's News and, and read the whole article. We just wanted to kind of give you a little bit about spirulina and a little bit about what you could be doing to keep your immune system up um, during flu season um, and, and really all the time, you know? All the time, all the time. We take spirulina and chlorella religiously when we are on a plane. Yes. Very, chlorella works really well. There's lots of studies out there. Just to, when you come in contact with radiation and all these kinds of things, electromagnetic frequencies, chlorella is a super wonderful substance to be taking. So we just take it all the time. Literally when we go away, we're in a, we're in a conference or in our mastermind meetings, we'll literally sit there with a jar of chlorella on our desk while we're in conferences and just pop, just keep popping them. I, and again, it's great for your immune system. So, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're traveling, you're in, on, a, on a plane, you're in an enclosed environment, and so, you know, germs can spread a little bit faster. Airplanes are probably one of the worst places because you don't realize how much stress your body goes through get, being on an airplane, mm -hmm. uh, being in that pressurized cabin, being around all those other people. And then, of course, you know, just, just, the, just the traveling alone of being run down. People, a lot of people have to get up early, travel to an airport, stay up late, all these kinds of things and be around tons of people. So people always ask us, well, aren't you afraid you're gonna get the flu when you're here or there all around all these people? We just got back from a big conference in Vegas. So we thought we'd share tricks of what we do to keep our immune system going and keep energized. And chlorella and spirulina are on the top of our list. I just bought a lot of zinc lozenges. Okay. Zinc is amazing for your immune system uh, and for the flu especially. A lot, of, a lot of things out there that are that are saying, hey, zinc and uh, the flu doesn't like zinc. And the same thing they're talking about. Coronavirus does not like zinc. So if you're concerned about the flu or anything about that you might else get out there, uh, zinc. You can take zinc on a maintenance. You make sure you consult a professional healthcare person uh, that 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 you can handle. You know, talking to you about about um, about vitamins and minerals, so you're not overdosing or things like that, taking too much or too little. Make sure you contact somebody. Don't take our advice. Just let this maybe spark an idea for you to do some more research on your own. But this is what we specifically do. There's a lot of great companies out there that have. Um, professional health counselors, things like that, uh, that are very knowledgeable, that can help you and point you in the right direction. So you don't take too much or take too little or buy a so cheap- So this is just advice. <laughs> just, so, just buy a cheap inferior product, which is a waste of money too. That happens a lot of times as well. So don't go for the big box store to buy. You, if you're buying vitamins, 
do not go to the discount box store, the warehouse style store, and buy things and then wonder why they're not as potent or why it's not working as well or this or that. You get what you pay for is the absolutely. bottom line. You get what you pay for. Yep. So, absolutely. So, Jamie, we were just got back from Las Vegas. We sure did. And we were at our third, third Grant Cardone's uh, 10X Growth Con which Grant Cardone's a big real estate guy, business coach. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, motivation guy, motivator. So we uh, went, to, I went to my third one, you went to your second 10X. The last two years we saw somebody speak, Ryan Dice. Yes. Who were some other speakers that we saw? So we saw uh, Floyd Mayweather, Usher, um, the gentleman uh, who signed Usher, right? So, um, uh, awesome. Scooter, Scooter Braun. Yep. Uh, he yep. also, Just Justin Bieber, he also signed Justin Bieber. We saw Marie Forleo, and um, the big one that, that like blew us away was John Travolta, right? Yes. And we were really quite shocked um, about John Travolta and his career and where he is today um, in terms of. Um, financial and entrepreneur. I mean, I we had no idea. I just thought he was an actor, right? So he talked a lot about what he does um, on his off time when he's not in movies and when he's not flying his planes, right? Because he, he likes to fly. Um, he has a lot of jets. He has a lot of Big jets. Big jets. Big jets, yeah. So he told that a lot of interesting stories about his jet um, his his jets and and he becomes spokespeople for um, Boeing. Boeing and I think he's a spokesperson right Quantum. now for uh, Boeing. Boeing, I think. So I think so. But a um, very cool story. I mean, he should write a book if he hasn't yet. He should really write a book about his uh, experiences. And you know, a lot of people start at the bottom, right? They start with nothing and they build themselves up. Whether they become a musician or they become an actor or something of that nature. And these stories are quite inspirational very right. inspirational like when you Kevin Hart spoke yes uh, the year before um, who spoke the year before the one comedian the year before uh, I'll remember his name but a lot of these actors actresses comedians football players they knew at a very young age that they were gonna be great they had that ambition That's eight years mm -hmm. old a lot of these people yeah. that was a common denominator with a lot of Floyd Mayweather Ma uh, Magic Johnson they was there. They just knew when they were little that they had it in them to be successful and to be great and and um, you know if your kids are like that really push them because um, super important to give them those those things when they're young right? Or give, them the, give, them the, give them those tools. The guidance the tools to be successful right? Absolutely so. absolutely but most importantly give them the hope. Yeah Give them the hope. Let them let them think big. Yep. I Floyd Mayweather, Ma Magic Johnson, all these guys are saying at eight years old they were practicing signing their autographs. Yeah. <laughs> because they knew someday they were going to make it and make it big. What I was most impressed was these actors, actresses, when they retire or slow down their acting career. A lot of them are very shrewd business people. Not shrewd, but successful. 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 Like John Travolta, what he's amassed in his wealth and business is insane. Magic Johnson, I mean, owns a, owns a basketball team now. And it just, they, they just, he cut a deal with Starbucks, walked in this, knocked on the door himself on, on Schultz's office and said, I've got a deal. I don't want a franchise. I've got an idea to make you guys grow bigger. And here it is. And I want to go in partnership with Starbucks. I don't want a franchise Starbucks. I want to go in partnership with, with Starbucks. And these guys, you know, for an ex-basketball player to do something like that, that's out of their realm of what we think their realm is. 
But these guys, a lot of these guys, Floyd Mayweather is his own promoter. Yeah. His own he manager. Doesn't, he doesn't have a manager. Yeah, that's he's no his manager. own manager. He does it all himself. He yeah. talks and he makes the deals for everything. Yep. Yep. So, so um, let's talk about Ryan Dice. Yeah, you you really liked Ryan Dice and you, you listened to him last year. And was he there the, the first year? He was not there the first year I was there. So so give a little bit. Well, I mean, I can give a little background on Ryan Dice if you Go like. For it. I mean, he's a marketing guy um, and he teaches you a lot about marketing. And uh, he has a book, right? Um, digital marketing. And he does a lot of digital marketing. And so, you know, we, we found his his talk to be super inspirational because everybody's a marketer, right? And no matter what business you're in, you're a marketer. You have you to be. You have to be a marketer. Your first job is marketing. You need to be able to market yourself. You need to be able to market your business. You need to be able to teach your staff how to market. So everything is about marketing. And a lot of people just say, you know, at least for us, right? Uh, what do you own? And we say we own a restaurant. Well, no, we're marketers. We are marketing. We are marketing geniuses. We love to market. So, so talk a little bit about Ryan Dice and what you got out of the um, of sure. So Ryan Dice is known for his digital marketing, one of the first guys out there selling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of products, lots of different businesses. Now he has these platforms that he teaches, inspires, educates, and certifies people with his digital marketing uh, uh, courses. So Ryan gets up on stage, and what a great stage presence, dynamic on stage, just really great. He grabs people in, it's amazing. So what he does is, he gets up there and says, what's the next big thing in marketing? Yeah. What's the next big thing, right? I mean, he, he caught our attention right away. Everybody wanted to know, right? right? What is the next big thing? So he's like, blog posts, throw Dead. them away. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead. So he basically says, where's the attention going? What apps are people opening on their phone? What are they looking at? Where are they going? And he goes, people don't read blogs anymore. They might read it because you, they got an email or they got something from somewhere. And they might, but there's not diehard diehard blog readers out there that are that are that are making a big difference you right. might have someone who reads your blog and and but what are what are people's actions right now what are their behaviors when you look at that then you can sort of see where you want to put your dollars in advertising so he picks up picks up his phone and he starts scrolling through things and up on the screen comes you know facebook instagram are people going here are people going here are people going there and the one icon that was sitting there was the email icon. And he claims that everybody opens up their email app every single day. Even millennials who fought the emails for years, I don't have an email, I don't have an email, I don't have an email, get a job and what do they get? An email address. Email. Mm -hmm. So he's like... And that's like the first thing that everybody picks up their phone in the morning and they read their email. Right, you wake up at 6 a.m., you grab your phone, you go through the emails to make sure you didn't miss something. Yep. So Ryan Dice is calling email, the email newsletter specifically, the cockroach of all marketing. You just can't kill it. You can't get rid of it. Of course, open rates are low, but that's your job as an entrepreneur to provide high quality content that you provide value that your clients or guests or customers want to open. And that was the next thing he addressed. How do you create, how do you create content? What do you say? We're in the restaurant business. So, right, so an email's great, but you have to grab their attention and right. you have to um, give them content. Exactly, so we couldn't, we're just gonna use the example of we're restaurant owners. We, and we own a travel business as well, VIP, winery vacations, which we'll talk about. Uh, 
we couldn't say every day, fly to Italy with us, go to Italy with us, go to Italy with us. Italy's on sale. Italy's on, Italy's on sale. Italy's on sale. Or we, Tuesday's margarita day. Tuesday's margarita day. Right. Jazz night is, is It Thursday. can't be yeah. a sale pitch 100% of the time. So, for example, in the travel business, we want to send out emails and post content about if you're going to Apulia, what are the three cities you must see? That's going to create, if you go to Tuscany, what are the five wine regions you need to visit in Tuscany? What are the, what is the best airline companies to fly overseas to Europe? When in Rome, you know, is, do you get a tour guide or you do it yourself? When you send out content like that, it's much more engaging. People are like, oh, wow. But here's the thing that Ryan Dice said. Ryan Dice says, analyze your business. Figure out the top questions people are asking you. If you're picking up the phone and start answering the phone, people start asking you questions about your business. So in the restaurant world, it would be for us, do you have wild salmon? Some people might ask us. So wild salmon is a good topic for us. Now we want to list all the reasons why we serve wild salmon. So we go to somewhere like Quora.com, AlsoAsked.com, BuzzSumo. And these are all sites that actually help you figure out what questions people are asking about those topics. So if we literally typed in um, wild salmon in Quora, it would show you the answers or the questions and answers to everything people's asking online about salmon. Questions are there, the answers are there. That's a good and bad thing. A lot of people answering might not know what they're talking about or might not be specific enough. You can't trust the answers, but you're the expert in your business and you know why you're serving wild salmon. So we know why we're going to Italy. We know why we go to Tuscany. We know what's in Chianti wine. So now we just need to be able to say, the question is, what grapes are in Chianti wine? What are the laws in Chianti? How big is Chianti? These are all the questions that will come up when people are asking about Chianti. Now, I did this the other day and I got um, a great lead because the first answer was from a certified sommelier. He listed his credentials. He listed the answer. I said, this is great. I gave him credit. I used his content, used the question, and created an email content strat, a marketing newsletter around that and use that person's answer. We did another one the other day where it was clam chowder day. Why well, went on Quora and one of the first things top when you type in clam chowder is what's the difference between New England and Manhattan clam chowder? <laughs> another question was, does clam chowder have bacon in it? These are things, that, if you're a restaurant owner folks, these are things that your guests want to know that they need to know. And that it's, it's so, information that they're gonna wanna read about, right? So they're gonna wanna continue to read your email. Right, and these are, again, questions that people are already asking, asking on Quora, on the internet, on alsoask.com, however they pick, pull these, these questions, they're already answering these questions. So now you pick salmon. Literally on salmon, we can have 10 different topics on salmon. Then we go to grass-fed beef. Then we go to Chianti wine. Then we go to, um, you know, uh, traditional food for Easter or whatever, whatever it is. There's just so, how to cook a leg of lamb, right? What oil, what oil to cook with? Um, what is the difference in butters? You, if you're a restaurant owner or any business, you can have endless content. If you're a tile, if you do granite and marble, what's the difference granite and marble? Where are they sourced from? What's the difference between um, uh, marble from the Middle East and marble from Italy? What's the, right. what's the difference? There's all kinds of things that you can actually come up with that will create. And once you're done with those 10, what do you say? Find 10 more. Find 10 more. <laughs> of course. <laughs> find 10 more. And then find 10 more. Right. Because you can keep an endless supply going and the email 
marketing newsletter, the email newsletter is not dead. Be creative, um, use these tools, and but be consistent as Absolutely. well. Consistency. And you know, one of the things that he said that um, really struck me and I was like, wow, subscribe to newsletters of other people and see what they're doing, right? See what marketing skills they're using in their emails, right? Because you don't have to create it from scratch, right? Take somebody else's information, which is what those websites will help you do, will help you create the information. So, you know, just think of the questions and, and join other newsletters and things like that and get those emails in your box so that you can go and and read them and find out what other people are interested in. So exactly. I thought that was really interesting. So Exactly. So uh, before we jump into the next topic, or is there anything else you have to say about Ryan Dice? Anything no, I else mean, we took out? a lot of notes. I mean, it was really, um, you know, so email newsletters is the next big thing. Um, um, and using voice, he said using voice. Remember, using voice searching is about 50%. Voice searching. Right? Using voice searching. That's a big thing. Really cool. voice, uh, voice searching. Do you know, Jamie, how many restaurants actually have an email campaign? How many restaurants, percentage wise in the US, of emails that actually use, restaurants that actually use email? An email platform? Email platform. That email. actually. It's probably 25%. It's probably low. About 50% of restaurants are signed up. But only about 18% of all the restaurants in the U.S. actually send six, seven, eight email, email, emails a year. Wow. And out of that 18%, only half of them send one or more a month. So if you're a restaurant owner, a restaurateur, if you're in the restaurant business, restaurant manager, that right there is gold to know that nobody else is doing that. We sent out three emails this week alone, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The week's not over. At least one or two more emails will go out. I mean, if you look at some of these big companies out there, they're sending emails every single day. They are. Every day. I mean, some of the big name brand companies, it's every day. They have something in there. Do we open them every day? No, but they're right on the front of our minds, right? So maybe somebody won't open your email, but you're there and they see it and your name is there. You know, our name, Aromatime Bistro, is there. That's a great point so, you just said. You know, like, it doesn't matter. And when I go to buy something, I'm going to think about that company. And we do. That's marketing. Right, it doesn't even, they don't even need to open up the email, that's marketing, so. If you can get your description of what's going on in your right. title of the email, like something that's catchy, they might even have to open it to know that, hey. It's Monday night. It's Monday night lobster, lobster night, night, right? Yep. So they won't even need to do it, they won't even need to open it. So here's the thing, people say, well, I don't have a terrible open rate. Consistency, consistency, consistency. The more you do, the better you'll get at this. But the other thing is, even if they're not opening your email, they're reading, they're reading, reading it. you're on top of their mind. And Absolutely. here's the thing, if they hit delete, they've actually associated an action, mm -hmm. a brain to physical body action with your name. So by him hitting delete, they're actually making that connection of you and they're gonna remember you even more. Yep. There's emails that we subscribe to, newsletters we subscribe to, if I open up one or two a month from them, that's it, because I was like, oh, that's a cool title, I like that, or that's what I'm looking right. for. Every email is not going to be what you're looking for um, as a client. Same thing if you're the owner sending out an email, the marketing department. Every email you're sending out is not what your clients are looking for. 
but by being consistent, you're gonna get in their inbox with something that they are specifically looking for. And that's when you're gonna make yeah. the transaction, the sale, build your relationship with them, all those kinds of things. And in big bold letters I wrote, uh, think big. And he said that, think big. Think big. Think big. And if you're not thinking big, think bigger. <laughs> think bigger. So. One of the things that uh, any business has to do is when people sign up for your email, email list, your newsletter, they get into your database, you need to send them a welcome email just basically saying who you are, quick little picture, even a quick little video. Hi, it's Jamie and Marcus. We're yep. the owners of Aromatime Bistro. Uh, thank you for signing up for our email list. We specialize in this, this, and this. Here's what's going to be happening on our emails. We hope to see you in person. <laughs> Say hello to us. Yes. We've been in business 18 years. We run the restaurant with our family and this, whatever. We're farm to table, we're relationship to table, this, 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 this. Please feel, don't feel free to, please feel free to reach out to us anytime. Here's the number to make a reservation. Here's my email to reach me at. People love that kind of stuff. And it goes back to your, your marketer. You are the marketer. You are. You are the only, not the only person, but you have to be on board, you know, to go forward and to grow and to become bigger and Yep. So anyway, so yeah, that was really cool. Ryan Dice was cool. And I'm sure, um, you know, in, in next episodes and things like that, we'll be talking more about uh, some each of the speaker. speaker. Yep. Yeah. So. All right, Jamie, talk to us. Plug our uh, VIP winery business. Absolutely. So uh, we take guests um, on a trip of a lifetime. We go to um, uh, Italy and Spain and we travel to wineries that we buy from. And um, let's see, and you get to travel with us, Chef Marcus and Jamie. We take you just to our friends' wineries, right? I mean, that's the big thing, our friends' wineries. And we go to restaurants and we eat together and we talk about wine and you learn about wine. I mean, it is wine and food intensive. Um, you don't have to necessarily know anything about wine, but uh, you will definitely come back learning about wine. Just be willing so, to drink wine. Absolutely. That's all you need to do is be willing to drink. We're learn, we'll teach you the rest. We'll teach you how to hold the glass. Yeah. Our last trip, literally, we had an instruction on how to hold the glass, how not to hold the glass. And how to, how to taste your wine. So, so. It's, not, it's not 24 wine snobs that are, that are going, that are all, you know, where it's a stuffy trip. No, it's people that just enjoy drinking wine. Absolutely. At whatever level you are that want to experience the real countryside of Italy, mostly. Italy. Most of our trips are usually in Italy, so, Italy, so the Italian countryside. VIPWineryVacations.com. Check it out. Our next trip is up on there, and uh, we'd love for you to travel with us. So, Great. Yeah, so uh, let's see, Marcus. So next we're going to talk about buying wild salmon online. So you are a huge proponent of, um, of sustainability uh, when it comes to fish, and um, you know wild salmon is important. So go ahead and talk a little bit about buying wild salmon online. Absolutely. So we get that question a lot at the restaurant, which is great for a newsletter, Absolutely. email newsletter, about buying wild salmon. How, how do I buy wild salmon? Where do I buy it from? Is it available all year? Things like that. So here are some basic guidelines for buying wild salmon online or in the store. First of all, it's not in season all year. It has a short season from basically the peak season summer. Whatever comes in season in May is very expensive. Whatever um, uh, the last part of the season is, especially in August, September, that's when the prices really come down. So you really only have three months of a really great price for salmon. When you buy it in the store, um, I always, or online, I always tell people frozen. Frozen is the way to go. Frozen is because when you when they when they freeze it, they're catching it. 
freezing at a very, very low temperature, negative 40 degrees, insanely low temperatures. They cryogenically freeze this, blast, they blast freeze it when they catch it, which means when you thaw it, some of these fish have not even hit rigor mortis yet. The fish were frozen within a couple of hours of catching them. Blast frozen ensures that the cells aren't getting ruptured. It's fresher than fresh. It's actually fresher than the fresh salmon or fresh fish you'd be getting on the counter that's never been frozen. Sure, right? Because it's had no time to decompose, uh, to age. Fish will last up to 21 days. Believe it or not, I've done the experiment. I did tilapia, we got it live. Uh, we processed it and we kept it in the cooler for 18 days or so with ice on it draining and we actually ate the fish after 18 days and it was perfectly fine. Uh, certain fish like bluefish go much quicker so each species varies based upon the fat content of the fish uh, and other things. But so when you buy salmon in the store, it's already seven days old. And people think, wow, seven days, that's, that's, that's not really that fresh anymore. No, it's not fresh anymore, but it appears to be fresh. And a lot of people think, well, I'm not buying frozen because I can go buy fresh. Wrong. Buy the frozen, it's fresher than fresh. So when you buy the salmon, um, you want to buy in the frozen section at a store or online. That's typically the best way online. They're not going to really ship you fresh. They will, but it costs a lot of money. And you can pick Alaskan salmon. Alaskan salmon is what you want. Do not buy any other salmon, wild salmon, but Alaskan. That's point blank. That's what you're getting. Now, make sure that it's American caught and American processed. When you go to a box store, a warehouse store, your local grocery store, you walk in, you look at the frozen salmon there, it'll be saying, product of Alaska processed in China. Product of Alaska processed in Russia. <laughs> product of Russia processed in China. And it'll say, coho salmon, sockeye salmon. Look in the back, flip it over to the bottom. Product of Russia processed in China. Same thing with king crab. Any anything look where it's being caught and look where it's being processed you want american processed it only costs 20 cents to ship product from the u.s to china have them package it put in the boxes pay labor all this kind of stuff and ship it back it only costs 20 cents a pound 20 cents. wow which is why a lot of american companies do this they want to save a ton of money as opposed to hiring somebody at 18 dollars an hour it's going to be in there cleaning fish and this and that they're going to send it right to china but American caught and American processed is the way to go. Uh, we have much more stringent processing facilities, standards. We have a lot higher standards when it comes to environmental protection, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. We have a lot higher, especially in Alaska, quotas. That's why you want something caught in Alaska because they go by a quota system. Something in Russia is not going by a quota system. They're going by whatever they can catch, whenever they can catch it, as much as they can, can catch. catch it. And they don't have the quotas like we do. So. King crab from Alaska versus king crab from Russia, two totally different prices. Same thing with salmon. You get what you pay for. So wild, frozen, from Alaska, caught and processed in America. If that makes sense to everybody, that's what you do. There's a great company out there called Ecofish. Go to their website. Very, very good information on fish. They're not selling online, I don't think, but you can find their products in stores. health food stores, whole mm -hmm. food stores like that. But Ecofish, E-C-O-Fish, F-I-S-H. Henry Lovejoy was probably one of the very first sustainable uh, fish companies out there. Late 90s, he was out there pushing for sustainability, knowing that you know, farm salmon and, and farm shrimp and, and Chilean sea bass and swordfish were not the answer for the future. The answer is we need to be able to, to provide a future for us, mm -hmm. for our grandkids. And 
by supporting sustainable seafood, you have you have a much, much, much better chance. You do a lot of interviews with a lot of different people, right? And yes. you, this is how you learn your information. Oh, Henry really was cool. great. I've interviewed I Henry he several times. one of the first people, right, you ever really spoke to about? He was the very first person I spoke to on sustainable seafood. Yeah. I actually sat next to him in 1999 at a yep. conference. Uh, I like an organic farm to table mm -hmm. conference and he, I sat next to him and I listened to him talk. Yeah. That one conversation just totally changed my career. That sure one did. conversation. One conversation. Absolutely. So yeah, Henry Lovejoy. Should tell that story more. I, I should. forget about that. Yeah. Yep. That changed yep. your, there's a few of those that you've had yep. throughout the, the many years. And I would say for me as well, right? Those small little conversations, but that's cool. Right. Yeah. So you never know who you're going to impact. You never know. By having a conversation. So when you go to a restaurant and you say to the restaurant, you know, I don't you know, why are you serving veal or why are you serving foie gras? Or can you get hormone free beef? Those conversations, when you get to get that conversation to the chef, could impact. Or even just that person. You never know what it's going right. to impact on that, that server. So right. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yeah. All right. All right, excellent. So, so that's a salmon buying guide. Yep. Uh, again, buy it all year long. You can buy it all year long frozen. Perfect. But fresh, only in the summertime. Perfect. Only summertime. All right. Um, coaching. Jamie and I do a lot of coaching. We inspire a lot of other restaurateurs or any type of business. We've worked with the gym owners. We've worked with all kinds of businesses. We love coaching. We love helping people with Facebook ads. You can go to our website, uh, Restaurant Growth Secrets University, restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com. There's a ton of, of information there, videos there, tutorials there. You can literally, with that website, operate your restaurant. You can understand in depth on how to do it. It's loaded, it's loaded. Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff on that website. The restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com, the paid platform, is much more in depth. 50 hours of online video tutorials on how to skyrocket and propel your business. Uh, it is an amazing resource for restaurateurs. We have a coaching business as well where we can coach you one-on-one, -on -one, group coaching. That works for any type of business out there. A lot of the stuff that we teach restaurateurs, it works for any business. Restaurants are of the highest failure rate. They are one of the hardest businesses to understand the dynamic of them. And if you can understand a restaurant, you can probably understand <laughs> a lot of other businesses. Absolutely. So, all right. All right. Well, what a is, great day. This is a great, great show today. And um, yeah, I guess that's it for right now, right? It's a friend. Oh, you just made a dessert. What did you just make? Oh. Those peanut butter things. Can you describe <laughs> how you made those? Because those are so good. Uh, so, it's a, a peanut butter cup, <laughs> I guess, is how you would would say it. I mean, it was super easy to make. It was... Uh, but you like stuffed these peanut butter cups with like almonds. Them. I just mixed some walnuts in there. It's some, like they're stuffed inside. Some candy walnuts. So basically it was coconut oil, peanut butter, vanilla. Um, vanilla extract, vanilla powder. We use vanilla powder, but you could use, they call for vanilla extract. And um, I just mixed it all up. And Did you add a sweetener to it? Oh yeah, it has honey in it. It has honey. Honey. You can use maple syrup or honey. And um, and then, you know, I think, I think I probably should have used maple syrup. I'm not sure, but they're delicious. I mean, you have to keep them in the freezer because they, um, they'll melt outside because of the, the peanut butter and the coconut oil is what keeps it together. But they look like a cup, right? Like yep. a peanut butter cup, but it's all mixed together. I just put some candied walnuts in there that, that we make here, um, which are awesome. And then I just drizzled a little bit of dark chocolate on top of it. And oh, and I sprinkled a little bit of sea salt. So oh. sea salt, 
um, right on top and I put them in the freezer and it's awesome so um, yeah I mean that's a super easy recipe I love to I love to bake I love to try things I love to you know find uh, find new stuff um, and uh, yeah and yeah so. so do you remember the proportions at all of mm. what this was peanut butter versus so, coconut oil um, I'm a big ratio I want to say that it was three quarters of a cup of peanut butter to a quarter cup coconut oil okay and then it had a quarter cup of honey in it I think okay so that's that's easy three quarters cup of peanut butter I might have put a little bit more coconut oil in it though. okay all that's gonna happen if you put more coconut oil it's just gonna get just harder harder just gets so, harder yeah. you keep it in there for dinner and then you basically put them in um, I put them in cupcake uh, tin and I froze them drizzled some chocolate on top popped them out and here you have a, a a peanut butter cup basically I mean you could do that with anything you could use oh. almond butter yep. you could I saw something almond with butter. peanut butter and jelly you could put some jelly in there so you peanut could butter use and a jelly. like a Nutella like a, a Nutella, hazelnut yep so that might be next actually I might try so that we next. have these Nutiva uh, it's like hazelnut Nutella. spread hazelnut chocolate hazelnut spread from Nutiva that is so good it is good the reason why we don't use Nutella is because it's not it's not vegan um, it's loaded with a lot of stuff. It right? might, the, some stuff some is loaded, them, yeah. but yeah. So just read ingredients. Read ingredients. Mm -hmm. You'd totally be shocked. Of and Nutella is not. Nutella is not really an Italian company anymore. Nutella was founded in Italy, in northern Italy, in Piedmonte, uh, where Barolo wines are from in that region, and they grow a ton of hazelnut trees there. But Nutella is a worldwide phenomenon. There's not they're not just growing hazelnuts in northern Italy and Piedmont yeah. to supply the world with Nutella. <laughs> Nutella is also made in Canada. They use they use hazelnuts from anywhere in the world they can get their we hands on. We should do some recipes one day and and talk about you know Nutella and all that kind of stuff a little bit more in depth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. But I love to bake. I'm I'm a baker, so great I love to bake. So well, excellent. awesome. Well, this is Jamie and Marcus here. And we are signing off for now. Yep, chefonamissionradio.com. Alexa's going off right now, <laughs> folks. So uh, she's in the background. We have no idea whatever triggers her, but but that's that's she's. I guess she wants to say goodbye too. <laughs> chefonamissionradio.com, aromatimebistro.com, vipwineryvacations.com, and restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com. Check out all of our websites, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.